Welcome to the Bike Talk with Dave podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mabel. And today we have a special guest, Scott Sumter. Before we get into my conversation with Scott, I would love to ask you to help us grow by rating, reviewing, and sharing. If this is your favorite podcast in the world, which I'm pretty sure it probably is, please feel free to share and pass this on to your friends. All right, with that short commercial out of the way, I am here with my good friend, known a long time, okay. cyclist and the founder and manager. Lead Mule. Lead Mule. <laughs> lead Mule of BikeIowa.com. And BikeIowa.com, for those who are not from Iowa in our worldwide audience, BikeIowa.com is kind of synonymous with cycling here in Iowa and 21 years it's been around there is a great community and I've heard it from people who have moved away and then moved back or just plain old moved away that there is a really strong cycling community in Iowa in Des Moines which is where we're at I feel like it has a lot to do with the trails in the area Ragbri probably has a piece of it, but I also blame a lot of it on the community that Bike Iowa is responsible for. That's a heavy weight on your shoulders right there, but I think we could look back and, and see the effect that Bike Iowa has had bringing people together. Uh, again, been around for 20, Iowa, 20 years, but uh, I, I really think that Bike Iowa has had a big effect on bringing people together and helping create and maintain this awesome community here and that's that's a lot that's a lot of your fault there I right appreciate there. a lot of my a lot of my fault I uh, yeah it was interesting how it uh, how I got started way back because you used to have to go into bike shops into the bulletin boards right. and look for rides or you had to be a member of a club and get a, a newsletter mailed to you yeah and bike I was one of the first I mean that was just just kind of when websites are coming around I mean think pre-Facebook, pre-Twitter, pre-Instagram. You know, the forums weren't even kind of out uh, at that time, but it was just a simple event calendar that I put up and um, just kind of started to list, list different rides and it just kind of grew from there. But that was that was the deal, it was like finding out about rides when I was starting to, to ride. It's like, how did you know about this ride? Like a Monday at work, how'd you know? Well, I have a friend of a friend and... Yeah, so, it was all word of mouth. Yeah. Or like you said, the posters yeah, hanging on was. the bike shop. Yeah, yeah. Bike shop bulletin boards. Event coordinators have to, yeah, create their own posters and go For around sure. to every bike shop. And you, you knew where the bulletin board was at every bike shop. Yep, you, you sure still did. still have it. I want to talk about Bike Iowa in more depth in a minute, but maybe two minutes, maybe even three. <laughs> but I want to learn who Scott Sumter is. Where did you start riding? What got you into into cycling in the first place? So, grew up on a farm up by Belmont, Alexander, kind of up in that area, Hampton area. And had a little, uh, you know, not really a BMX bike, but kind of one of them little cheap Walmarty off-roady bikes and, you know, rode gravel, rode on the farm. That was that was my kind of first memories of kind of riding a lot, is then I was still a kid. And then uh, moved down to Des Moines, like in the late, in mid 80s, late 80s and uh was total motorcycle guy wow. you know, didn't have, didn't own a bicycle for years down here and i worked at principal financial group as an underwriter and uh my co-worker literally we were working a desk here and her back was 
to my back, and that's how we worked. And she said her and her brothers go on ragbri, three brothers and her, and she invited me to go on ragbri with them. And I had no no freaking clue at that time. And uh, I actually bought a uh, recumbent as my first um, ragbri vehicle, you know, wow. of choice. An uh, old lightning stealth from uh, some guy at Bike Country who uh, his wife had passed away. He had three bikes and he was selling. I could have my pick. He was either a road bike, a mountain bike, or recumbent. And uh, I chose a recumbent and he took the other two and went on, you know, went on kind of a tour oh. with those. So, uh, and I ended up riding my first 11 ragbris on a recumbent back in the day when they weren't really even known too much, but it was comfortable. I mean, I'm, this is where I sat for, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I'm, I'm blown was, away by that. that was, I never pictured you as a recumbent yeah, guy. that was the old, I, I don't know how or why, but yeah, I had a great time with them, a life-changing event, and that was right, like right before Bike Iowa, maybe nine, 1998, I think. Right in that right in that area, and uh, just ended up forming a team, getting, uh, it was Team Barfly, and we, you know, it was three of us or four of us that year, and then it was like seven of us and ten of us, and then we got a van, then we got a van with a trailer, then we got another van, and then we moved up to a bus, and then another bus, you know, 60, 70 people on the team, and then it just kind of got too much, and then started self-contained, so I started riding out to Ragbri, hmm. and then, you know, you meet a whole other group of people with that, and then I uh, was self-contained for seven or eight years before I became a vendor on Ragbri, and been doing that, this will be our fifth year vending. Hmm. I wow, we would have well, guessed longer than that. That's kind of how, and then good old Rob Versteeg, you know, he's like, hey, let's go look at this cross race. Let's go, you know, and that was the whole kind of racing side of it. And I remember yeah. going to watch my first cyclocross race with him on crutches because I had broke a foot in volleyball. And I watched that and I bought my first cross bike with crutches right the day after that cross race. Like, I'm going to do that. And the old bike world on, uh, is it Urbandale? Or, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. From Tom Lougheed. Yeah. Lugs. Lugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the first cross race? What was that race? It was one of the last ones of that season. In town here or in it, Iowa? It was in. It was in town. It might. It may be the Pella race. Oh yeah. That's that's mid season now, but it was it was a later race, and my calves were you know just from atrophy from the broken foot. You know I did terrible, but I did it and it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I remember you from Mob Racing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was Mob? So Mob was after was it Team Pedro? Pedro's racing. Yeah. Yep. Tad. Yep. Tad is Versteg and yeah. Tad Rob and, and Hollander, Paul Varnum and yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yep. and then Paul Varnum started Mob Racing. Just as I don't know why Pedro's. I think Tad got out of it and then he started Mob Racing and that was my first Sean Myers kind of that crowd. Gone on to that for a year or two, and then as we talked, it's like Bike Iowa might be a better vehicle for because we we're kind of Bike Iowa is kind of known as like recreational party side, and I wanted to grow it just like to show it could be everything, you know, mm -hmm. all genres of cyclists. So, um, you know, a few beers with Rob one night, and we're like, hey, let's do you know do this, and we pitched it to Paul, and everybody was on board with it, and um, we started the Bike Iowa Racing Team in 2008, 14 years ago. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That was, I think my last Leadville was 2008. <laughs> um, well, you've done uh, how I know you through cross, your ultra distance marathon cycling, your fat biking, ragbri, obviously. Um, what, what are the ultra events you've done? 
I mean, you do some long stuff. You. So I remember when the first Trans Iowa came out, and you just couldn't even wrap your mind around. You know, maybe my longest ride at that time was 60, 70 miles, and you just watch these guys, and you're super intrigued because it's in Iowa. Right. It's, you know, it starts at four in the morning, 340 miles or whatever. Uh, it was point to point at that time, the first few, and you just—I I remember it, but it just didn't even never even fathom that's something I would do or be a part of or anything like that. And just yeah, you know, like I think I maybe got in on Trans Iowa eight, I think, Ooh. and I did that and I can't remember if I finished that one or I can't remember if I failed on the first one and then finished the second one but uh, I, I did the other or whatever one I did I finished like what ninth place maybe and it was a, it just a one good ride I mean the rear derailleur broke I had to kind of single speed it in like the last hundred miles or whatever and was that still point to point across it was the state? no it was start, it, that time it started in Grinnell and just kind of a big big loop circle but uh, that was kind of the I don't know, the first big long one. To finish that ride is a huge accomplishment because of the way it's set up. You're not given the whole route at the start. Yeah. You're given maybe the first 50, 75 miles. Yep. You get to that checkpoint, you get the next 100 miles, 150 miles. Cards. Yeah, and it's all cue card. All cue card, and you get to that checkpoint. Still a mental, adds a whole nother mental dimension yeah. to yep. the race. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then you f you get to the last checkpoint, and you have to make it by a certain time, and it's about ten miles an hour. You have yeah. to maintain which you, a, a total average, not you think just moving. That's easy, but it is one not flat, easy. One mechanical, um, going to the bathroom at the convenience store. You know, your your average time just starts to slowly eat away. A, it, a long stretch with headwind. Yep, my uh, last Trans Iowa. Yeah, yeah, level B is a whole nother thing. <laughs> walk a whole bunch of level Bs. My first year, I made it 63 miles, and 26 of those were level B that I hiked. It was horrible, it was so wet. It was horrible, it was and a horrible experience. What are you walking, one, two, three mile an hour? Yeah, yeah the most? I did not even make yeah. it to the first checkpoint. Yeah, it was it, it was so far away. And then after so many level Bs, then I developed that strap system, so then I can hook on the strap, which a lot of other people have adopted since then. But yeah, when you got the strap, you can walk, you can, you know, kind of use your arms, you can eat, adjust your cue cards. Do while you're you moving. Do while you're moving, so yeah. kind of a double duty, yeah. A bike race where you have to figure out how to carry your bike and do stuff at the same time. <laughs> and that's what and it's that, been. That, that was a popular race, why? Yeah. That seems silly. Anyway, that was kind of the, that's kind of how Dirty Kanza now Unbound became a thing. They looked at Trans-Iowa and said, hey, we want a piece of that, and yeah. that began. So Trans-Iowa really was a... I think one of the granddaddies. Yeah, it of, was a granddaddy. Those, and it's still known for that. I think everybody will point back to that race, and it's yep. like, that, that was one. And it never, Mark didn't want it to get big. He was okay no, with he did not. just low key. Yep. And I still think Iowa could handle a large race like that. I mean, we've watched Gravel Worlds, we've watched Unbound, we've watched what's, uh, Oklahoma. Um, Stillwater, yeah, mid south, mid south, mid south. Uh, we've watched all those Belgian waffles, nothing, yeah, and right. and uh, and we got plenty. We got plenty of grassroots in in Iowa, but we don't have it a big, a marquee. Yeah, we don't right yeah, showcase it. Yeah. Maybe the jingle, which is on the World Cup, yeah, yeah, it'll be year, interesting yeah. to watch yes, for sure. Will. Yep, um, the core four will be interesting. Too, oh yeah, watching those four disciplines. I, of, I like of that. Racing. Yeah, over. I, I like that.
So from Ultra, you yeah. you you do a lot of winter stuff too. Fat biking. Uh, my license plate, the van we're sitting in, says Fat Bike is a license plate. So uh, I like, yeah, I, I enjoy the fat bike, and a lot of times I'll do the endurance stuff on a fat bike just because it doesn't beat you up after anything like over 200 miles. I think your body just gets so jacked up with the vibration and everything. I think the fat bike just takes the that out of it, and you're you're more refreshed on the longer rides, even though it's a little more resistance. But after a while, you don't have to worry about every single hole, every single rock, every, you just kind of ride right through it and you can, you know, you can focus on other things. Yeah. This was one of the reasons, but yeah, in the wintertime, pretty much, yeah, I'm not doing the Tuscobias or, you know, across Alaska or anything, but yeah, any 60, 100 mile, you know, in the cold, you're, you're used to it anymore around here. We got some pretty good fat biking spots just in central Iowa, um, around Sailorville Lake, around Big Creek, um, all the mountain bike trails, they're not really groomed per se, but uh, we've you know, got enough fat bikers that, that we- They really end up groomed. And it's a Midwest thing. If you go to like, even like down in Bentonville, they're like, what's a fat bike, you know? Or, you know, Minneapolis and kind of us is about, seems like the, the fat bike meccas. For sure. Yeah. Well, well, we're a mecca and we ride fat bikes, so <laughs> absolutely. We are. <laughs> So you've talked a bit about Ragbri and your start with Bike Iowa being a vendor on Ragbri, but let's go all the way back to Bike Iowa. Your really just an event calendar, yeah, online that's event calendar that's started out, yeah, and it grew from there. Talk me through the history, like how did it evolve into what it is today? So. Literally back then, it was just one HTML page that was a, it was called Cybrock at the time, Central Iowa Bike Rides Organizations and Clubs. And one of our, uh, our minivan has, so that's Cybrock as a license plate. I still got some old, you know, the old logos and stuff like that. But that went through a couple renditions of, you know, kind of growing. It went from an event calendar to news. And then we had some features on there. And I was adding everything. And then figured out, hey, Bike Iowa has a lot better ring than Cybrock, you know, and it, and it makes it statewide, and it's kind of an iconic name, just, you know. Um, it is now. It is, yeah, yeah. And so, switch it over to there, kind of kept it. You still go to Cybrock.com, and it still comes up oh. Bike Iowa. I've kept, I've kept that URL all these years. And uh, so, after a while of me putting in all the events, I switched it and I created the forms. Um, so you, as an event coordinator, can go in and add your own ride, just so I'm not the not the bottleneck if something changes. So if you add it, you can change it, edit it, upload your posters, flyers. You can clone last year's event, save a bunch of typing. Um, so it grew in, grew into that. I mean, there's I post thousands of news items every year. You can actually go in and post your own news item, uh, just as you can post an event. Um, then we added, uh, I added a trails portal, so every trail in Iowa has its own portal. So if you bring up Sycamore. It'll show the events that are happening at Sycamore, wherever Sycamore's tagged, the news, the features, everything like that. Same with cities. So we got over a thousand city portals. So you pull up Polk City, Iowa, and it'll show the trails that are in Polk City. It'll show all the news that Polk City has ever been tagged in, all the events that ever happened in Polk City. So kind of that taxonomy nature of how to get to an event. You can get it to it from a trail, from a city, from the news section, from searching, from portals. So it's kind of a, um, and I, I did web development 
for a company called Spindustry for eight years. And that's kind of where my knowledge came kind of to build Bike IO. So I, I, the back end is in the platform is everything I built. So it's not a WordPress or anything like that. It's a, it's custom so I could tie everything together and, and create the create the screens that I wanted to create that didn't have to live in a box. I remember your latest uh, rendition of it and you just, Every time we talked, you're like, oh, I was up all night coding, yeah. up all night coding, up all weekend coding, 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 coding. It but it's all code you wrote. Yeah. That's and, amazing. And I can't say coding comes natural for me. I've got to think about it. I've got to really work at it. It's, you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, you know, this doesn't even, you know, I still got to look when I type, you know, that kind of. Yeah. But I, I really have to think through the, the coding. And the next, I know the next rewrite's coming up, and I'm probably... Gonna do, go to Not WordPress. Not as good as my uh, my game coding <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could go to a platform because because somebody else who might take over after me would it would be easier yeah. on a on a on a major platform like that. And I might look at that on this next round. Who's wow. go? So I got to start thinking. You know, where does it go? Right. If I get run over tomorrow, it'd <laughs> be a shift. Yeah. You. I'll give you the yeah, right. Today. I, I know zero coding. <laughs> zero coding. Content. I'm all about content. <laughs> I'll do content all day Google long and into the videos, night. Videos, Google searches, you. you <laughs> so, uh, what's what's your mission? What's the mission? What drives BikeIowa.com? So, and when you say mission, I, in I will switch that back over. I'll say passion. I think it you really. I think you got to have a passion for what you do, and for some reason, this is my deal. It's fun to create something. It's fun to have people use something you created. I, I truly love Iowa. I think we're so off the radar of most other places that I think when people move in here, it's like, this is a freaking really cool place, you know? And just with the trails, the breweries, bars, um, we see people from Ragbri get tired of the hustle bustle on Ragbri, waiting in line, the 10,000 people. Um, they'll come back and in the fall or the spring and stay in Iowa, stay in the, actually Des Moines area, and you can go one day go south, one day go east, one day go west, one day go north, and they enjoy just that small town vibe, and it's just a great way to bring, you know, any cyclist together, whether or not it's a newbie, um, somebody who's not even a cyclist, that's kind of what Bike Iowa's set up for, all the way up to your seasoned racer, and, you know, everybody kind of knows what's going on. There's still a lot of cross promotion going on. So all the news items are posted in one section, but you can filter to just look at mountain biking news. So you can just filter to look at advocacy news. And so I believe it's an education standpoint for like if a racer's getting on, they might not necessarily go to a trail cleanup, but if it's someplace that they like to, you know, ride, they might get involved, bring their family and kind of their friends. And it's just kind of a, yeah, it's just, a, it's a whole, like a portal, it's a, it's a whole scene with kind of inside itself. And I know a lot of websites have come and gone, and I still believe in a website content versus putting everything on Facebook or everything on Instagram or, you know, not everybody's on the platform. Right. And the more you are on Facebook, the more friends you get, the more groups you become. And if you're not on there all, all day long scrolling or you, you miss stuff. Right, big time. I 100% I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Facebook's a great avenue. I keep Facebook to, for promotion and uh, keep up with friends, etc. But like you said, not everybody's on Facebook. I was kicked off of Facebook for a month 
because I couldn't figure out how to log in. It was my fault. Um, but uh, I missed a ton. D kept saying like, oh, hey, did you see, or did you know, or did you, and I'm like, where did you see that? Uh, no, yeah. I had no idea. So it is a thing, but it's not the only thing. It's not the everything. And I believe firmly also in having a website as kind of a foundation, a home plate, home plate, home base, I guess is a better word. Yeah. And Bike Iowa is great for that. I love how you're also talking about how all of the, the, the portals kind of mix and mingle and, and all point to your thing and so multifaceted because I don't know if it's you or if it's Bike Iowa are so multifaceted. And what I mean by that is, and I'm just gonna say you, and I'm labeling you as Bike Iowa and Scott Sumter all at the same time. A weekend of cross racing, a now a mountain bike race, a mountain bike race series, a bike racing team. You sell clothing and bike stuff. My favorite coffee mug is a Bike Iowa coffee mug. You're on Ragbri. You. You're involved in so Hoagie many lights. <laughs> yeah. Hoagie lights, a bike racing team. Yeah. You're, you're involved in so many aspects. I used to, I've put on mountain bike race, I've put on a criterium, road race, running races, I've managed cycling teams, <laughs> I've managed websites, I've <laughs> built yeah. websites. And it's all, each one of them is such hard work and takes such commitment and you're doing them all and you continue to take on more. How and why do you do that? Good question. Okay. It really is a good question. And you start to wonder, you know, and when I die is, is it a legacy worth living? You know, for all that time you spend, cause there's, there's times where I don't go to an event because I feel I have to do updates or get back with somebody or, Maybe a design is. Or you're sewing pogey like lights. Or sewing pogey light, yeah. Yeah, and we're still. Sewing pogey lights. Yes, it's still, we're still on a back order. Yeah, Man. we're getting close. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I question that sometimes is all the time and the effort and, and everything. But then once you have a, a brand new cyclist come up to you and is like, I lost 100 pounds last year. It's like, what? He goes, by watching your event calendar and showing up for events and meeting people and getting in. And I, I mean, I, I countless people over the years have, have said that or, or the email you get from uh, the lady's husband who got killed on his birthday last year. Uh, midnight, I'm going back and forth with her on, on Facebook Messenger about how she can get involved with the legislation and, and, and change laws. And, and she just needs somebody to talk to at that point in time, just kind of. Um, or the cyclocross uh, um, clinic that we put on. Mm. It's like watching somebody fall over there on the barriers for the first time. It's like help them up, get up, and go. And then you, then you see like like Brody. You know, I remember him, a little pudgy kid, and now he's uh, got a college scholarship on on racing. And because we were tight talking to him and, and and riding with him and 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 getting him going. And hey, come back next next week and. And just that kind of that kind of stuff is just bringing that community together, or watching the bar owner open up and it's like, hey, I think I'm going to put a bike rack out here. It's an, and then go meeting with them and talking through and it's like, oh, let's put on a you know porch shot night. You know, you don't have to put on a ride, but you can put on something that cyclists can come to. You know, you focus on what you do, and we'll come to you. You know, you don't have to try to 
determine. And so that's, you know, this triangle tap, for example, it's just, you know, it was never, it was always a dive bar, never a cyclist bar, but Josh has turned that over um, into a cyclist bar over the, over the years. And it's just, there's something, there's something everywhere in, in Iowa, you know, that's especially the Des Moines area, that's it's cycling related all over the place, you know? You, cycling's one of the things, I could be a dishwasher, you could be a CEO, and you're on the same ride, and everybody's equal, and it's, it's, it's cool. And age, a lot of, we ride with yeah. Brody. I'm yeah. 57, and Brody's yeah. what, six still? Yeah. yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, like, we're friends with, with a kid who's just graduating high school which is all of that is awesome it's such a melting pot yeah yeah such a melting pot skipped the first hour of the sick sycamore 50 and i went over to brody's because that was his graduation yep. breakfast and went over and shook his hand gave him a hug and came back and caught back up on sycamore yeah did you get all 50 miles in i did Atta i did boy. yeah a boy i skipped the donut stop and kept going and then uh yeah a few more laps after everybody else was finished yeah i think i got you on tape i think so. yeah 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 yep. so you made it back in time for to get uh to get famous. Too tired for to catch any more air on that hill. That, Ooh, yeah. 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 Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I didn't even talk about Bike Month, which yeah. Bike Iowa really, <sighs> 10 years ago, 12 years ago. I think the first t shirt is 2001. Oh, gosh. I think. That's amazing. Yeah. And it started out as bike to work day. Day, yep, bike to work and day. And bike to work week. week. And we've made it a whole, uh, uh, nationwide, it's a whole month, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then pretty much after Bike Iowa, we did it like seven years. And then that's when the Des Moines Bike Collective kind of got started and it kind of transitioned over to there. And now they, they do a great job at the whole month. I mean, there's, I think there's something every day, but like two days on the calendar um, and for the street collective. And Bike Iowa is still responsible for telling that story and getting the word out about all of those events. Do, yep, yep. And then there's other city. I mean, Decorah does a good job, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, um, and they've all got their own little websites. Bike Iowa City now is mm -hmm. out there, and, yep. they're, and they're doing a great job with all the promotions. But yeah, Bike Iowa is still that place that it can all come together, just like the Rite of Silences. There was like seven of them in Iowa, and it's just a way that we can bring together all that data. Um, like. You, you know, we probably don't watch the other cities' stuff, right. but if it's on Bike Island, it's right in right front and center of you. You you can read that news item in ten seconds, or kind of get a you know the gist of what's going on in other cities. Right. And it's just kind of yeah the way we like to show that showcase that data. Yeah. One of my favorite taxonomy um, examples to kind of help people, and I just kind of want to say as we're talking about getting through, is Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? So if you're going to search for Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're going to search for him as the bodybuilder, the actor, or the politician. So I think of that kind of in terms of bike aisle. If you're looking for a certain event, are you going to look at it by the city, by the trail, by the type of event it is? So it's just different ways to, you know, Google would give you results on Arnold Schwarzenegger three different ways and right. more than that. And that's kind of similar when you look at bike Iowa, even Google it or in bike Iowa, you can get at data from different, different, different angles. Mm -hmm. But that taxonomy example, I just like to give that. And that, that kind of hits home with folks how, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I understand what taxonomy means. <laughs> Thank you for our lesson of the day. God, yeah. Could that be a word in Wordle? Do I need to remember that? That's probably too long. <laughs> I haven't done Wordle. Oh, I've done, you haven't? I've done Wordle. Wor Wordle, it's like a, they show you a picture of a country. 
and then you got to kind of just you got guess it's like this is Somalia and then it'll tell you it's like 300,000 miles this way oh, or, wow. you know and then oh, that's so then fun. you got 10 guesses I might have to try that yeah it's I, a good actually like Wordle but deal. I think taxonomy is too long for Wordle but <laughs> what <laughs> what uh do you want to be what do you want to be no, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're at the Sycamore Trailhead up on the north end of Sycamore, which we'll talk about in a minute. And this is where my camera decided to quit. I was recording this in case we wanted to be on the YouTube, but it stopped recording and I'm sitting in a van with Sumter, not looking at my camera. So we picked up a couple of days later via Zoom. So. Here we go, back into our conversation with Mr. Scott Sumter. Hey, Sumter, how are you doing again? I'm doing good. In the office. Good, glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah, in the office, we're not at the truck anymore at Sycamore Trailhead because our recording stopped at 30 minutes. So we are back at it again, and I appreciate you finding time for me before our Tuesday drop. Right. But it is important mm -hmm. to hit this in May because it is still bike month. Correct. Correct. One more day to go. Absolutely correct. Yep. Yep. So question for you. I, I, you, you have spent the entire day, at least you led me to believe you spent the entire day <laughs> sewing pogey lights. We did. First yes. of all, what is a pogey light? So pogey lights are, you think of the winter, like the, uh, I did a rod, the big bike glove mitten things that fit over your handlebars. And you most yep. generally see them in, uh, you know, in Alaska rides or something like that. You know, the, the I did a rod type of events. Um, but yep. what was it three, maybe close to four years ago, I developed a lighter set of pogies and called them pogie lights um, made by Bike Iowa. I mean, it's really this. And... It's the only pogey light or pogey on the market that fits drop bar and straight bars. Um, super lightweight. You can take two of them and folds up, you know, smaller than a, than a beer can. Folds up in your jersey pocket. Um, rolls on and off your bars. Real simple. And I started making them for a couple of, uh, um, Almanzo was rainy one year. And everybody was going out with hypothermia. You know, it's like, I don't need a winter set of pogies. And started messing around with some Tyvek envelopes and cutting them up and kind of doing some prototypes. And um, my girlfriend Jess is a quilter, and she was able to uh, kind of make some prototypes there. And we were kind of going through and developed a way to hold the opening open with some little tubing and just you know sourcing the sourcing the materials. But yeah, now um, they worked out great for a few years. Uh, started selling them. Steve Fuller was the first one who wanted a pair. But now they're used, uh, I mean, I can literally say worldwide, I bet you 30 different countries in all 50 states, I mean, even Hawaii, um, that these have been sent oh. to over the last. Um, Russ from Pathless Pedaled um, did a review. He actually mentioned them three times. We're the run, one of the runner-ups for the uh, Pathless Pedaled um, best, best accessory of 2021. And that's wow. when it really, that's when it really went worldwide. I mean, we were selling a few to Canada and stuff like that, but now you got guys. It's like, hey, I'm leaving for the Tour Divide. I want to take, you know, take this piece of equipment with them because 
coming down the mountain, it's cool, you know, going up the mountain or when you get closer, you know, down south, it's, it's hot. But um, those first uh, few weeks of Tour Divide is, uh, yeah, people are using them for a lot, a lot of the adventure stuff and, and commuting. I mean, tons of them in New York City, which is crazy on how many we've huh. sold in New York City. Yeah. Yeah, but it's that is interesting. I picture them for, like you said, the Iditarod type events, the the fat bike events. But you know, we do some winter gravel riding and racing here. They work awesome for that. But New York City, New York. You said all fifty states, all fifty, all fifty. Florida, yep, Florida, Alabama, yes. Texas, Texas, yeah. Louisiana, and, and and it's crazy. Like the like the Midwest, like the. Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri bike shops, you know, they never carry pogies because they're not, you know, it's just not their weather for it. But once they right. found out about pogie lights, um, that market opened up, uh, like Gravel City, um, one, you know, they can't get enough of them. Just, you know, the, the people order them down there. But it's, yeah, it's crazy. I was, I was, you know, Florida, Texas, Alabama, Georgia. I mean, not a whole lot of them, but if I, we sell one pair down there, that's, that's on the list. But, <laughs> that's uh, fair yeah that's right? fair you know uh i could picture like if it's 50 degrees and rainy and you're caught out there and you don't have winter gloves like we'd have winter gloves here because yeah. we ride in the winter but yeah. down there 50 degrees and rain your hands would freeze solid and, so those things would be perfect and like in the morning it's chilly you have them on and at night when you're coming home it's you know warm it's like roll them up or take them off and shove them in a pocket or and, and like I say, they they roll up on both drop bars and straight bars, so they'll roll back. And, and and the big thing you can break and shift over the top. So if you're riding mountain bike or kind of doing something gnarly, you know you can you can put your hands right over the pogey light, and it's you know you can you can shift and break over the top, which none of the other none of the other uh, pogies uh, on the market do, you can do that with. Yeah, I did use them at Serum this year, and I the second half of the race, the second last third of the race it was warm enough my hands were on top of them for most of the time and yeah. they my hands get chilly and i plug them right back in and they warm back up yeah. i really i mean i hate to endorse them because you and jess have been <laughs> spending an entire sunday sewing them today on a beautiful sunny memorial day day yeah but uh they really are good we got to figure out how to uh get those things made so you guys aren't handcuffed to the sewing machines all day every day for the rest of your life yep yeah i mean for the last few years it was like 250 pair a year right not not that many yep. it was all during the fall and winter but uh what we're approaching 1500 pair in the last seven months oh so we've been wow working all you know nights and you know you get a few people to help you out but they don't pan out very often at all um you know, hey, sew this line 400 times and, you know, and make it right. look the same looking and people just aren't in that factory mode who, you know, if they're quilting, they're generally like an artist style of people. Oh, sure. Um, so it's hard. It's hard to find help. And I've had a few prototypes made of different companies around here and none of those turned out. And so we're we are seeking somebody in the U.S. to make it, trying to keep it made in the U.S.A. Yeah, well, I, I hope you do made in the U.S.A. or not like I'm not as picky this is a worldwide economy we yeah. live in currently yep um but uh however you get them made i hope you continue making continue. them because i had to borrow 
a pair for serum. <laughs> right. I don't own a pair, so I want to be on the list for next you, year. <laughs> you could have been an early adopter. You know, I was. I, I was not. I was like, that's. Why would you have that? I I didn't understand them to be honest. I didn't. I was like, I have I have insulated ones. Yeah. Uh, I think bar. The bar mitts. Bar mitts. Bar mitts. Yeah. Bar mitts. And I mean, they keep you warm, but they're hard to shift in. You certainly can't ride on top of them and shift. They're big and bulky. Yeah. Yeah. You got one hand position. And need to buy a different set for straight bars or drop bars. You you have to buy a different set. Yep. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I became a, um, a late bloomer, late adopter, late, whatever, but I, I love them. So I hope you make them next, at least one more year so I can get in the. And we already put out like a, like a waiting list too. You know, just like, hey, fill your name in this Google form. And, and there's like 140, 100, I think right around 140 on there right now. So it's a, it's another, you know, it's not a ton, but um, it's also warm in most places now. So people aren't really yeah. thinking about them. But, um, but yeah. Well, kind of beauty is like, you know, you only had a full-time job, eight bike races a year, a bike <laughs> racing team, the ride of silence. Keeping up bike Iowa.com. Um, what else do you do? Oh, and you race. And I race. <laughs> yep. Yep. Try so, to ride a motorcycle more too. And that's yeah, oh, crazy, man. And, yeah. That's great. Getting back to the motorcycle, huh? That's right. dangerous. I, I know guys that, uh, once they got that motorcycle, Jerome got a motorcycle and it's like, Oh, haven't seen him on yeah. a bike since. Yeah. So you I be careful, it. young man. I know it. Well, that's where I came right. from. I was, I was a motorcycle before the biker guy or bicycling guy. So yep. went from leather to lycra. I don't know. I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> we can all make our judgments. Right. I, I, I think in this crowd that would be seen as a favorable <laughs> move. Yeah. But anyway, oh. um, so uh, go on bikeiowa.com to order your pogey lights and get on the waiting list. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and encourage this guy to figure out a solution. Yeah, and yeah, not be you... a not be a slave to the sewing machine next year, but. Yeah, if you do want a pair, go over there. It just shows us that the demand is there. I mean, pogielights.com, P-O-G-I-E-L-I-T-E-S.com. So, yeah. That was not a paid endorsement by pogielights.com. Backwards. Oh, but, and yeah. we're looking at the thing. No, it's actually straight. It's forwards. Oh. I'm looking at the Bike Iowa Pogie Lights label right there. So, it's beautiful, Scott. It is beautiful. So back to Bike Iowa, yeah. uh, again, uh, you're managing a team, you're putting on 1,000 races, you do the Ride of Silence in Des Moines and, and help promote um, Bike Month uh, and keep BikeIowa.com up and running. What do you see for the future for Bike Iowa? I foresee, I believe we talked through, um, I'd like to get, there's so much going on. So 20, we're almost 21 years into the site. And, you know, even 10 years ago, I had to go out and solicit news. You know, it's like finding news. Now there's like so much going on. Uh, People are so inundated with social media. I would like to find ambassadors in other parts of Iowa who maybe could add news, could kind of keep an eye out for maybe events or, you know, certain city council meetings that have trails on the, on the docket, you know, that, that I just can't 
keep up with, you know, what's going on in Iowa City this week for, you know, trail, bike lanes, any type of advocacy events, um, collect, you know, the collective events up there, charities. Uh, it's just getting getting harder and harder to keep up with. But that's probably the, the one big thing I like to see is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more core city, other core city other than right here in central Iowa where I'm pretty in tune with. But, you know, you say Dubuque, I, you know, not, not so in tune with that and everything is kind of, a lot of stuff's posted on Facebook now, but it's kind of, it's just, it's hard to find if you're going to look for something that, you know, hey, when did the Proving Grounds open in Dubuque? You know, it's kind of hard to, hard to find that on Facebook and a couple Google searches you can get there. But uh, um, I'd still just trying to keep Bike Iowa the, the cycling resource. I mean, it's fun to go to the, you know, High Trestle Trails page and I can see all the news from when it was a concept to when it got funded to when the art was approved. Uh, you know, it's just kind of, to me, it's kind of, I'm, a, I'm a data guy at work, so um, I like that data aspect of Bike Iowa and all the past events. If I go to Serum, I can see every Serum that, that was put on and, and what, you know, the recap and and just, it, you know, what is it, 11 or 12 Serums, and you can just you can just see all that on the event calendar. Yeah, that's, that is pretty cool. So y- you envision it continuing to be the central portal of information for cycling in Iowa. I do. I do. I, I think it's, I still think it's good to come back to a platform. That's not like only Facebook or only Twitter, or only Instagram. I mean, the good old fashioned website that anybody can find information on. And I still think there's a, there's a lot of value to that. It takes a lot of time to keep up to date. Um, eventually it'll need a rewrite at some point and might integrate some, you know, other services in there. But, uh, I think right now it's got, it's got a pretty good bread and butter with the events, the news and the features. And then you got all the city and trail portals that just, you know, data gets added, news gets added, events gets added, and it just keeps getting more content, uh, content heavy, uh, with each month that passes. How heavy is it? You have any idea of how many trillion gigabytes it? It's got a pretty consumes. good size database. I kind of keep it clean. Yeah, I keep it cleaned up. Um, but you can go to like to the news page, and I think it's like, it, what is there, 9,000 news items posted. Like there's several thousand. I mean, about 1,000 events posted a, a year, which it could be wow. 2,000 if everything is posted on there. But right. um, when we added destination events, that really added to, you know, hey, we're playing live music on the patio at Mickey's. You know, that's not really a bike ride, but it's a something you can ride your bike to, and it's one of the bicycle-friendly bars. So we kind of uh, kind of endorsed the destination-type events, too. You know, like the pedal art show, poster oh, yeah. show last weekend. It wasn't a ride, but it was it was definitely an event that was cycling-related that you can ride to. So. And I'm always open for ideas, too, if anybody has some. Uh, it's like, ooh, why don't we include that? Like, a lot of people want classifieds back, and I just think, you know, Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or something else. I mean, I don't think Bike Iowa needs to be hosting classifieds. You know, we did we did in the past, but uh, yep. also the same with forums. Don't need that anymore, so that, that was removed. But yeah, is there something that I'm missing? You know, because we got a portal for I got a BMX portal, we got a cyclocross portal, we got a race portal, we got a party portal, we got a advocacy portal. Um, you know, all that kind of you know is is there something I'm missing? Yeah, because I well create, let them know. Yeah. Go to bikeiowa.com and uh, is your email in there? Biker, can I say it? Yeah. 
Biker at bikeiowa.com. Biker at bikeiowa.com, yep. Easy. So let Scotty know, yeah. Yeah. So we'll be uh, excited to continue to watch as you um, build, build, build. Yeah, trying to, add, focus, add, add. trying to focus a little more time on it. I mean, in the summertime, it's focused on events and kind of more or less promotion. But in the wintertime, there's a little bit, it's a little slower. So that's when I kind of get some of the new development done or the, the cleanup and just kind of the streamlining it a little bit. I mean, always looking for optimization, way to make the site faster, way to, you know, watching people navigate the questions I get. You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to change that because that doesn't make sense anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a lot to keep up with. Speaking of keeping up, you are going out of town next week, out of Des Moines anyway. You're riding yes. a bike across the state. Yep, yep. Uh, tell me about your ride across the state next week. Doing the Ragbri pre-ride, um, where we ride, basically take a week, and we ride Ragbri with uh, Matt Phipp and the Ragbri director, all the Ragbri staff. And then there's probably, I don't know, between 20 and 40 people a day that that we, we ride every day. So Ragbri, if it's on Monday on Ragbri, we'll ride the same route on Monday of the real ride. So you can tell traffic patterns, they go through and they track the big cracks and potholes, mark all that down. We meet with every city. Um, we usually go out to dinner with the uh, Ragbri planning committee and just kind of, you know, kind of a one-on-one with, with, the, with, the, with the groups and, um, and a lot of us have, you know, our, our special, like I've done so many rag brides, you get to give some input maybe on how the expo is set up or, hey, does spaghetti sell well over here and when the camping grounds are over there? And, you know, so they're asking just, they're asking real questions and uh, we bring a lot of uh, past experience to the table. And so yeah, big time. Right We're going through a brand new town this year, aren't we? Pocahontas or something? I think, yeah, it's not, it's, I think it's one of the smallest, it's the smallest overnight this year. But I think it's the first yeah. time. Yeah. 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 That'll be well, that's right. I'm sure they will have questions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like those um, smaller towns, too. They're, they're, they're fun because they're a little more quaint and it kind of keeps people closer together. And yeah. I would tend to agree. And is it next year's the 50th? Next year's the 50th. Yep. yep. Oh, that's crazy. My I first know. was, my first was Ragbri 12. And I remember that because I worked for Bike World and we were in Mount Pleasant. And I apologize to any listeners in Mount Pleasant, but it poured that evening, poured. And we were staying in the old Threshers Union Fairgrounds, which had dirt roads. And it just was a muddy mess. But the the storms went by and cleared up and the evening it was a very nice evening and i remember we uh forest the owner of bike world gave us a box of water bottles from ragbri 11 <laughs> and i remember selling water bottles one for three no one for one for two dollars two for three dollars <laughs> ragbri 11 water bottles <laughs> one for three two for no i can't even, one for two two for three <laughs> Hey, that's amazing to get two water bottles for $3. Yeah, but yeah. That's then, how I remember my first, which number was my first rag bride? Which number was your first rag bride? When, what was in 99? I think 90, 99 or 98 was my first rag bride. Yeah. I think it was 98. Do you, yeah. do you have a favorite memory from all of your rag brides? 
I had been a, uh, the, the whole year, the first year, just because you're so blown away by everything. It's like every yeah. day you're like, how can I do this? And then it just blows, you know, just seeing the crowds. And I think the, the parties were bigger and maybe a little more raunchy, you know, years ago. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cell phones, and then once the little cardboard cameras came out, or you know, disposables, and then it kind of you know toned things down a little bit. But uh, <laughs> right, it was, it, it digital was... digital cameras and social media toned things down. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> a lot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. My, but it was, my it was just, kids. Yeah, my yeah. kids have definitely seen naked beer slides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, now you're on um, Facebook even before you get to the end, you know, but yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Before you get the end of the day, even, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know when they showed up, but the, there, there was no beer garden. They just sold beer downtown and there was a band downtown and everybody was, you know, just wandering and out. Yeah. Now there's, yeah. you know, fence, you got to have an ID to get into the beer garden and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, things have changed. Definitely Not all has. for the bad, but um, definitely different now than it yeah, was a uh, hundred thousand years ago. And I'm but, older. It's like it used to be the the biking was hard, the drinking was easy, and now it's <laughs> now I have no problem with the biking, and I I can't drink that much, you know, throughout right, the right. week. You know, that's it's kind of flip flopped. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. One or two beers, and I'm good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's well, I mean, definitely it, different. But that's didn't the have beauty craft of it. Beer back at you know, craft beer wasn't around either. Now the danger. Yeah. Drink a few craft beers and hit you pretty and, well. And you know it. <laughs> yep. That's true. <laughs> well, dude, I appreciate your time. This has been fun to catch up, get to know you better, get to know the history and future of bikeiowa.com and hear about all of the things you have your fingers in, which is a ton. This dude is a cycling, I don't know, <laughs> what's the word? Wizard? Idiot. Yeah. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, go ride 340 miles in the headwind and rain. Okay. <laughs> Great idea. Okay. Great idea. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, dude, thanks okay. tons for uh, joining me on what is what did we decide this is called? Bike Talk with Dave. Bike Talk with Dave. <laughs> Future. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and we will catch you soon. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for hosting us. Thanks for tuning in to Bike Talk with Dave. I had fun recording with Mr. Bike Iowa Scott Sumter. Be sure to connect with Bike Iowa on the web at bikeiowa.com and look for Bike Iowa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're in Iowa for the great ride across the state in July, that's Ragbri, be sure and stop by his tent. Say hey to Scott and Jess. And while you're there, grab a Bike Iowa jersey, t-shirt, koozie, hat, sticker, whatever. They've got all kinds of great stuff. Thanks again for listening. I'd love it if you'd subscribe and rate and review on your favorite platform. If you really dig it, tell your friends. If you'd like to support the show, look for Bike Talk with Dave at buymeacoffee.com. I really appreciate your support. I'll put a link in the notes. Bike Talk with Dave is a production of Summit Media. Give us a follow on Instagram at Summit Media Films or myself at dmabel122. Thanks tons for listening, and I hope you have a great week.